podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ding! This is a view for the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for Kingdom of the Giants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 26th of April 2022. My name is Patrick Smith. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and a load more of your normal podcast providers. On this week's show, an odd weekend in the Premier Sports Elite League playoffs as seeds one, three, five, and seven progress to the next next weekend's final showdown at the NIC in Nottingham, leaving seeds two, four, six, and eight. Even more sad to have had their season ended so soon. We're back. We're sorry. We're going to look back at the very tight affair against the Coventry Blaze. Tyler Beskarawani is our guest on the fan agenda, so we're going to need your questions. Uh, Aaron Murphy, Chad Dust, ahead as ahead of the coverage of uh, this weekend's festivities on Premier Sports. I'm trying to bully Omar Pasha to come and join us and give us five minutes of his time. Let's see how that goes. Um, if you see me on my phone, that's me just bullying him. Uh, if he comes joins us, we'll of course have a chat with him, and we'll look ahead to the weekend and the first game against the uh, the Dundee Stars and all that's going to go ahead this weekend at Nottingham in the playoff finals. If you're watching us live on Facebook or on YouTube, send us your thoughts, comments, questions, anything like that, and we'll share them on screen and maybe get involved in a bit of a discussion. David, as you take a big drink there, how are you? I'm taking a sip of my noble water there, Paddy. Um, I'm, I'm not bad. I like what you did with the odd and even there things. I didn't even know that. Thank that you. was outstanding. Well played. Thank you. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's very good. Um, I'm not bad, mate. Been under pressure. Uh, a wee bit under pressure with home life here. And, uh, you know, had to dive well, in. It's, th- this live stuff is great because it means we've less to do afterwards, especially <laughs> you for editing. But, but it means more before. You know, no, well, it means more before. <laughs> and we have to be on time. And, you know, through the, the whole winter. We'll meet at nine, boys. At <laughs> we started at 20 10, past half past. 10, you know, whatever. The amount but, of messages uh, we sent the players saying, just 15 more minutes. Just, just, just join us 15, 15 more minutes. minutes. Maybe he's putting the kids to bed, yes. <laughs> so, That's the thing. So thanks for bearing with me there, people. Thanks. No problem, but it's, it's good to be live. Simon, you've been around the place with the uh, with the, uh, with the the trophies. Yeah, yesterday was, it was busy, and then Laura had it out today. Um, I woke this morning, I felt like crap, to be honest. It wasn't, you know, got to get out your work. It's, you know, no point in sitting on the ice, like, so you got to get out your work, but Felt crap all day, but um, I'm sure you two clampers will cheer me up and eat by something. Something I had a nap when I got home from work in furnace as well, which was nice. Well, well you nap three hours. What three hours? That's not a nap. That's a sleep. Man, yeah. I didn't. Sleep. I didn't sleep last night. I really didn't feel great. Um, there's there's nights I get less than three hours, and you're calling that a nap. <laughs> I, I like a nap, baby. I like a nap. Oh, what can I say? Well, you look nice. And, you look nice and fresh, to be fair. Yes. I don't feel fresh. I'm just. I put some makeup up before I come on. The um. I've got. Uh, just check your Twitter, David, because you know we, we always like to welcome you on the Twitter. <laughs> Good lad. For <laughs> <laughs> everybody that's watching, and you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred, it's always Davy's fault that we're late. So we're just apologising out there. Thanks. <laughs> yes, Davy's uh, been busy cutting videos of both games. Davy's busy doing stats, and Davy's busy trying to look after stats. his children. So come on, that's... I'm doing my best. I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you got the priorities right. Cutting <laughs> video, 
doing stats and then looking after kids. Yes, top quality. Oh, your yes, your your video is very good. Or your message is very good. Same. Thanks. Very draw. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll, give it a, I'll give it a like. You're just like hunting. Now. <laughs> Before we get uh, before we get stuck into the weekend's games, a few parish notices. First of all, it's the twenty sixth of April. Very happy birthday to the one and only Adam Keefe. Do we sing? Do we sing? Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. This never goes well. To you. Happy birthday, Keefe. Happy birthday to you. Didn't go too badly. Didn't go too. So big, big happy birthday to the coach, and uh, let's hope there's a good birthday present this weekend. And um, final parish notices is comes from me, um, a personal one. Big thank you to everybody over the last couple of weeks have been donating to the uh, Northern Ireland Hospice for the for the cycle I'm doing this weekend. We've had, had a really great response from, as I know, as you know, you expect from the from the hockey community, and um, really, really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Um, you can follow us on at Patrick Smith and we'll do some videos and stuff so you can see the pain that I'll be going through this weekend while a lot of people will be enjoying drinks in Nottingham. Um, and we also have uh, that picture from uh, badly drawn EIHL of David Goodwin holding up the Elite League trophy off the EasyJet flight. Uh, stay tuned to uh, AVFTB on Twitter. I'll be putting up tomorrow how you can buy a raffle ticket for just one pound and uh, get your hands on uh, that authentic piece, that masterpiece that was there. Um, and with that, oh, no, there's one more. Yes, we've got the KOTG Player of the Year. Keep voting. Um, the, it's open till tomorrow, uh, Wednesday night, the KOTG Player uh, MVP. Uh, at AVFTB, you'll see that. At KOTG, you'll see that. Uh, keep voting in that, and uh, we'll see who becomes the, the MVP. Can Tyler Beskarowani retain it for the second season in a row that it's been contested and with that let's get stuck in to the uh to this week's uh this this weekend's games let me just pull up the uh the information and of course the belfast giants undertook quarterfinal against the coventry blaze let's go through the statistics straight away uh and we'll start with that first game in the sky dome it was 2-2 it was darcy murphy who opened the scoring it was hit back by yanni Kivalade uh, to make it 1-1 in the in the uh, third period. Jans did take the lead again, Slater Doggett in 55-04 before Nathaniel Halbert made it 2-2 for the end of the first leg. Tyler Beskarwani, 25 shots on. Sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, Tyler Beskarwani, 33 shots on, two, shots, uh, two goals against. And CJ Mott, 25 shots on, two goals against. Referee were Tom Perring and the best referee from the Northeast, as his mother told me in a big hello. Uh, that is, of course, Steve Brown. On this game, uh, Davey, you were there. Uh, an me. exciting back and forth game. I was teed out. I have to thank um, Jason Taffelry for looking after me so well. Um, and Kelly and Mark as well, who looked after me all day long. But it was a bit of a funny old game. There was a lot to like for parts of the game, and there was a lot to really dislike for parts of the game. I thought that Probably through the first period, we did enough to, to be in the lead that we'd taken. Um, really, really well-crafted goal from uh, Ben Lake driving the slot there. One of the few times during the game where we made CJ Mott move. I think uh, most of the time we were hitting him front and centre and he was looking really strong with his glove, especially where we were shooting on that glove side and he, he was just pucking cherries. But um, this, this particular goal here where Laker just drives between the two D-men and, and Darcy Murphy's following it up to pop it in there. Um we kind of then seemed to run into the second period. I, th I still think that we we it was a bit of a track meet 
the the Coventry players chipped and chased all night long. I'm I'm sure oh, I didn't I didn't look at it, but I'm, I think there were 79 faceoffs in the game. Um something like that. You know, the, the Coventry players chipped it all night long and just went foot races to try and get in behind the Belfast Giants D. And it kind of wore us down and we ran out of energy, it seemed, and we ran out of a bit of when they scored that equal when they scored their equalizer, um Kiefer pulled the timeout straight away and uh, the the try and you know, give the boys a bit of a G up. Where's the energy? Where's the intensity? Where's the where's the effort levels here? You know, we were we seemed to get that goal up and think maybe that was going to be game over for us. We lost a few battles in the corner that conceded the two goals. I think Simon will probably talk about their second goal, but I think there's three guys going towards the puck and uh that leaves the it leaves JJ. Goody's coming down the right wing as well at that time that the defense so almost four guys are, are planted on the one side of the ice and JJ's they they centered and JJ's left alone to try and Defend the puck, which he does, and then the, the rebound goes to goes to the free man. I can't remember who scores it. Um, Halbert. Halbert, yeah. I think scores scores the equaliser to give them a bit, bit of hope going into Belfast. There's been games there this season. I think we've beat them 5-1, 6-1, 7-1 over three three different games. So there's and you've seen the other week there, the the, the blew out Nottingham, but they got blew out themselves by a lot of goals. So when they can keep it tight, they're not they're they're a difficult team. We've had games against them this season where it's been tight. They just swarmed us. Their energy levels and their compete level across the six periods, seven periods actually, when we had the, the, the play or the the overtime as well. I just thought that they played desperate. They played for their lives. They played playoff hockey. And and it's really condescending to say credit to them. They stuck with the champions, etc. etc. But they took us the whole way. And that game was on Scott Conway's stick on Sunday night for us to be one of those one of those guys that, that fell at the playoff stage, so um, at the quarterfinal stage. So you've got to give them a lot of credit for their battle and their intensity and their work rate. And uh, if we play like that this weekend, we'll, we'll not be having, we'll not be bringing any silverware home with us. Uh, it's interesting because I've written those that in my notes, Simon, that we did seem off, but worked hard to keep in it. Yeah. I, I, as I said, I tweeted it out there on Sunday night, I think it was, and said that, you know, it certainly wasn't two of our best performances this season, but we still found a way to win, um, mm-hmm. and that's what champions do. So, you know, it's important to, you know, you, that there's always going to be critique um, from fans who are not happy with performances. The guys won't be happy with performance either. Even yeah. Sunday performance, you know, it's about being, you know, we, we made a lot of mistakes. David touched on what Coventry were doing, just banging them off the glass and trying to win the foot race. That's all they did. I mean, that is all they did. How many times did they ice the puck in a row on Monday and Sunday afternoon yeah. and in Belfast, you know, it's um, it, there's no way they could beat us with the skill, and that we've got far much more speed down there. There's no doubt about that. And they every time we got the puck through the middle, they clogged up the center. So, apart from the time ben, when Ben Lake, you know, drove right through Main Street and and, and Darcy followed up, but um, I thought that for, firstly, I actually wanted to say I thought the officials all weekend were really good. They let both teams play. I don't. Yes, you're always going to get mistakes, but. You know, I just thought they were decent. They're, they're, I have no problem at all with calls that aren't being made as long as it's across the board and they let the guys play. Playoff hockey's hard and it's tough. It's not, you know, it's not meant to be easy to win championships. And I know, right, the playoff the championship in, in the UK is the easiest trophy to win because it's it's only four games and, and technically you only need to win three of them um, to basically to, to come out champions. So, it's 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 one of those ones where you just want to let the guys play, and I thought they did that for the majority of the weekend. With regards to what we did, we weren't good. It wasn't our best performances, you know. 
we 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 probably did it a couple of years ago as well when we won the league, um, in the in the eighty season a few years ago when we won the league at a canter, and was sort of switched off. And I, I yeah. thought was sort of switched off this weekend. I thought that you know that we we certainly had a, a lot of um, opportunities over the weekend. There's no doubt about that. A lot of the shots that we were making on Mott were sort of right under his chest. Davy touched on, but didn't make a move enough. And and again, look, these guys don't need me to tell them that. And a couple of individual errors, and and you know you get you get that that play there, especially that we're watching on the on the webcast now. You know you're sucking three guys into the corner, and you've got you know one company blaze player, which means you know it's five on five. You're leaving two other guys out there on their own, and, and that's exactly what happened. We got the puck in the front went out and they scored, and and even on the first one. Um, you know the the puck comes across from right to left. I think it's I think it's longer. Sort of got it's right through his skates, and it's a difficult one because it's 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 not as if it's passed or it's zipped through the it's through the slot, and the guy gets a touch at the back end without Besco. And I know he's coming on short. I don't know if he's sitting in the background at the minute, but you know without Besco at the weekend, we're gone. Yep, we are gone. He was absolutely brilliant all weekend. Totally agree. Um, and he kept he really kept his head. And Davy, you know, as I say, Davy was there, so. I, I didn't get to watch the whole match on Saturday night. I actually watched it back when I got home from work. Um, but um, you know, Davey was there on, on Saturday night, and and uh, uh, you know, from what I seen on the webcast, I thought he was brilliant. He kept he kept Belfast in it as much as CJ Mott kept Coventry. And you know, I think on Sunday we I certainly a lot more Grade A chances on 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 Sunday, and it took something special to be on <clears> Sunday. It took a, it took a bit of a you know. So he's not even putting the puck on that. He's putting the puck into the crease and you know hoping that somebody's coming in there and it's taking a bit of a bit of a bounce to beat him and and then it's gone to penalty shots and and look at the two goaltenders even through the the penalty shots which we'll we'll obviously come on to but yeah, um, come on I th- I'll, I'll, I'll roll VT for Sunday Paddy, or do you want to do well? Let me give me let me give the stats first before yeah. you go into that. It was a two one win on shootout for your Belfast chance and made a four three on aggregate. Uh, it was the opening goal. Both goals in open play came in the second period. Tyler Soy on 25-52, but uh, Connor Chalk hit back a little little over two minutes later to make it 1-1 through the game. And that was the sort of intensity and tightness that we had. It drew the, drew the frustration, drew the anxiety up within the arena that led all the way to penalty shots. JJ Pekinich with the uh, deemed to be the, uh, the winning goal in the shootout. But uh, Pekinich's goal equally as good as the uh, as the equaliser, which will come to, of course, from uh, from Scott Conway, which kept the Giants in it. Um, with regards to the goalkeepers in that game, uh, Tyler Beskarwani, twenty five shots on, one goal against. CJ Mott, the other side, thirty nine shots on, one goal against. Liam Sewell and Andy Dalton, we are referee Simon. Um, no, sorry, I'll just go back to you, David. You know, it was a difficult game. Um, yeah, and, and look. It- Play tightens up in the playoffs, and, and and once it gets into that sort of later stage of the game, people don't want to make a mistake. So the game naturally tightens up then, and you're you're starting to play more cautious hockey than than we've maybe played at times. I see Stephen Mills comment and hear that Coventry played great hockey. I'm not so sure that Coventry played great hockey. Is Coventry played a great system? They they um, did exactly the same on Sunday night on Sunday afternoon. Sorry, the matinee performance as they did on Saturday night. They just wanted to win battles. Uh, and you know, credit to them for doing that. They just kept going. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty skilled play for them to score the goal. I think that's uh, second period, isn't it? This the scored. Uh, yep. And I think we get we get kind of caught longer and and um, Rupert again. 
going down and both get sort of dragged out of the pocket and it's a little sauce pass from Bluetooth right into the middle there and I, I can't remember who you said scored for them now. Um, it was uh, Connor Chalk. He, he does that forehand, backhand move on, the, on to um, Besco and, and it's one of those ones that pops up over his pad as well. You know, both both goals against the goaltenders are, are, are almost fluke goals if you like but put the puck in that and sometimes that happens and, and, and then the game really tightened up. Were we under pressure there? Yeah, of, of course. And, and Simon has said, champions find a way. I don't know who quoted that one the other season there, but the guys all season long have been in usually in games. I talked, I think it was on last week's podcast, about the amount of games that have gone to overtime and the penalty shots that we have converted into victories this season. And that's because you've got, and I think Kevin Rain mentioned it on Scott Conway's penalty shot. It's an elite level move. It's we've got a lead oh, yeah. finisher. JJ picking it's David Goodwin, Scott Conway coming up with the three um uh penalty shot goals, which which are gonna play in a minute here. But let's Simon come on and have his word. There's the goal where where Rainer said almost I think Rainer sort of said that the rubber at that stage take the middle, but it's it's too late for that. But um it's a, it's one of those ones he goes to say forehand, backhand, and Besco has it, and you just see it there. It just flips up, and unfortunately, as Besco squeezes the pads, just hits the heels of the skates and goes in. So, you know, Coventry kept it close, and they kept everything. I said 70 face-offs on Saturday night. They're at, at, at kind of something similar on Sunday. You know, they came with a game plan to spoil. And I'm not I'm not being critical of them. They came with a game plan, and they're very – well, they did. They executed the perfection. They've taken the, the champions who have scored – I think it was 40 goals past them this season. They've taken them to, you know, overtime across two games. And Simon said about, you know, we didn't win Saturday night. Effectively, we didn't win on Sunday either. You know, both games were draws. We've came through on penalty shots. All to play for next weekend, but we need to be, we need to have a bit more jump about us. The, those first periods that we've been sensational in down the stretch, down the dog days, down the stretches, as some of the boys have commented on them. You know, we've came out to really fast, fast starts. And, you know, you only need to look at what the Dundee Stars did to the Sheffield Steelers late in the game to, to know that they're not going to be any pushover. Pash has had his win this season against us and uh, he'll be gunning for us this weekend. I'm seeing a few comments coming in there, Simon, about Rainer. How much of a presence, presence do we miss with Rainer being out? Massive. Um, you know, we know what Rainer brings to the table, but it, you know he's a big, big part of our, our, our defensive unit this year and the last couple of years. You know, he plays big minutes. He plays, you know, especially on the on the on the PK. He puts in a lot of, of, of he, yeah, he makes a lot of blocks. He, you know, when you take all those blocks <laughs> the equation, um, you know, it, it makes it a lot harder to. Um, there's some guys who don't want to say that don't sacrifice their bodies as much, but that, that's one of Rainer's big big pluses that he has. I mean, he's led every year that we he's played for Belfast. I think Davey, hasn't he on the blocking side? You know, yeah, it's so, only something we've been counting over the last number of years, but certainly the years Rainer's been here. What 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 is it, seven hundred and twenty or something I this season? Something like that. Yeah, I think it's something. I mean, from your stats that you put together, and and you know when you lose that, that means Besco's got a lot, a lot more saves, and and you know it, it's not it's not just the when he's on the ice and he's he's doing his own thing. It, it's the partnership that he has with Sam. It's that everybody else in front of him know that okay, Rainer's behind me there. I can go, you know, whereas there's some other guys are maybe not as confident as going deep compared to what they are with Rainer because they know he's going to sit there. How many times have you seen Rainer pass the hash marks going the other way? 
not very often because he knows that's not his role. If he's going to get a goal, he's going to get a goal from the blue line. So his his job is to basically stay at home defence. When Sam needs to go, he can go. And Adam's always saying, "Look, I should get you get a chance to go, go. Don't be you know, don't be worrying about Johnson behind you because there's always guys taking responsibility. That third man, he's always sitting that little bit higher, and he can jump in behind and cover for Rainer or sorry for for whoever it is. But um, yeah, we we definitely missed him, and I keep on saying to him and. When he's on the on Jazz TV for the last couple of games with me, I'd much rather have him on the ice. Uh, can we before we move on? We've got a man waiting in the wings, so we're gonna <clears> we're gonna add in just a few minutes. But just want to note, have a note about him because you know it's all well and good, and, and there's been a lot of um, we've mentioned him earlier on, and there was a lot of you know plaudits to. Scott Conway's finish, absolutely stunning. I pointed out on Twitter, my favorite part of it is actually the silence. Just before it goes in, you can hear the crowd go 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 go, and then sights. And then everybody goes nuts. And that's yeah. those little silences where everybody has a collective. <gasps> it's just beautiful. Go on, Simon. You're you're absolutely right. Because where our comedy position is, you, the goalies, obviously, what, the way the puck, he did the Forsberg, he pulled up around his, mm-hmm. the goalie's left and his right. I couldn't see the puck. I literally couldn't see the puck going in. And even now, I was go, oh, you know, I'm sort of literally taking a bit of a, of a deep breath to make sure he gets that goal in. And mm-hmm. um, But, I, I mean, you talk about the confidence that, that Goody pick and cons have this year that's a confident player move yeah. because he's not going to do i mean I, I don't even think i've seen him do that in in practice this year you know he's usually got a lot of other moves i don't think he's, he's done that in practice this year so for it to come out and do that in a in a, an absolutely crucial game it was was massive score, for him. score of the season's over but what one of the points i want to make is the fact that you know we give plot and jj's finishing but and as we saw, anybody watching on YouTube or watching live will see that as soon as uh, JJ scores, he's straight down to Tyler Beskarwani because as much as these three guys, or as much as those guys who put the puck in the net, it has to be kept out at the other side. And as we said earlier on, in the shootout and through the whole unit, I thought Besker was excellent. Yeah, and when we bring him in, I just want to touch on something because I don't know if you could see it at home on what happened in between the, the overtime ending and the penalty shop starting. So when you bring him in, I'll ask him about it. Let's do that, shall we? The highlights from the weekend, of course, from Saturday, you can get it on uh, Blaze TV. Ed and Stu doing a great job, as they always do. And uh, and also on Sunday, you can get those highlights that took a bit of a time because, as I said, there was a lot <laughs> to unpack from, from Giants TV. Big shout out to the guys at Belfast Giants TV. Been a phenomenal season. Um, from them and from you guys, Kitchy. You know, I think I think it was a phenomenal season from all. We really enjoyed watching it and all that sort of stuff. You guys do a brilliant job and another one in the books. And speaking of that, they are the sponsors of the Fan Agenda. And we're joined by a man who is up for the KOTG MVP for the second time that it's being uh, awarded. So, sorry, he has the potential to be the first person to get back-to-back MVPs. But uh, he's also picked up four trophies in his Two seasons here now, is that right? There's four trophies. He's going for a fifth. It's Tyler Beskarwani. How are you doing, mate? How are we doing, fellas? Doing well. Doing well. Let's have a quick before. Oh, well, sorry, Simon, you want to ask him something straight away. Yeah, Besco, I, I know you were at the bench and, and taking on some high quality H2O, but I don't know. Again, I don't know if they showed it on the highlights at the time, but the um, when Coops left the bench to go down into their end and start, you know, moving the ice that, that would have been for the guys going down Main Street in the penalty shots and pushing the ice, the little bits of the ice out of the way. And then one of their guys went up the other end. And then Scott Conway, being Scott Conway, lifted a big bit of 
of the XSI sitting beside the bench on their stick. And then like when you're walking out to throw the salt over the ground when you're in the middle of winter, throws it right across the, the crease and right across the slot. And then he goes into the net and lifts more and basically does the same thing. And if you watch the first penalty shot, which goes up and over the net, I'm convinced that actually hits a bit off that ice that was sitting in front. What was your view on it? Yeah, he Kivlati definitely missed the puck. Uh, he fanned on. I think he, he just whipped on it completely. I don't know if it hopped over, but yeah, it, that ice probably had something to do with it. Grabbing some of that snow and and you know him losing handle. Um, he still almost got it off. However, that, that was a little scary. I wasn't sure. I'm not sure if that would have counted or not, but uh, uh, the puck was still moving forward. So I, I I was a little concerned when he actually shot the puck. The, what was your take overall of the weekend with regards to the Coventry Blaze? You know, we have had a bit of a battle with them over this weekend. It was a lot tougher than maybe a lot of us expected. Yeah, uh, you know, for I, I guess the way you can look at it is we've been we've been kind of in playoff mode now for a month and a half. Where uh, after winning the champion the the, the cup, we we kind of had a bit of a I guess you could say a championship hangover, and uh, I think it caught up to us a little bit where. The rest of these teams are, are starting to get in that playoff mode where they, they ramped it up. You see it with Dundee and, and whatnot where, um, you know, they, they took advantage of Sheffield being in the same position. And so uh, we knew Coventry was going to come in tough and, and they they played like their lives were on the line. Their, their season was on the line. And, uh, you know, they, they played really well. They, they, they played a lot better than, than what I expected them to be. Uh, they're, I really don't think they're an eighth place team in this league. Uh, they're probably top, top five, I would say this season anyways. And so, um, yeah, it was a great test. Um, we, you know, I, I had to stand on my head on uh, that first game in, in Coventry and, uh, I made some timely saves to keep us in, into a, a two, two game. And, uh, we knew coming back home, we just had to keep it close. And, and so, uh, to get that. Uh, come home with the two-two-two-two game, and and to get that early one, um, you know, I think uh, I think it was good for the guys to get that that win and and get through this past weekend because uh, it really could have gone either way. Before I go over to Davy here for for him to get stuck in, just a big shout out to anybody watching live on YouTube, Facebook, or on Twitter. If you want to ask Tyler Beskarwani a question, send us it all in, and we'll ask him here, Davy. Tyler, um, I guess across the weekend probably faced a bit more rubber than you have been in, in a number of games. I see, you know, is it easier to be in so much more involved in a game or would you rather be standing leaning against the crossbar watching the action at the other end? Is it better to keep yourself, you know, in tune? Uh, yeah, it's definitely I, a nice mix of both is nice. Um, you know, I, I do enjoy getting shots. I definitely don't enjoy the the high scoring chances. Uh, I think they had a couple too many there on, on Saturday in Coventry. And so, uh, you know, I think I think Friday was a lot better than than the Saturday game where we didn't give up as many scoring chances. And so, um, you know, I, I did face a lot of rubber, but a lot of it was from the outside. A lot of it was either dump ins or, uh, you know, point shots with no traffic that were, were fairly easy. So uh, that kind of stuff keeps me in, engaged in games as well. And, and you know, even rapper raps where I have to go out and play the puck and stuff like that keeps me engaged. And so, um I do enjoy a bit of a bit of work, but the the scoring chances I I can do without. I guess Saturday night too, like the ice didn't look amazing 
down in Coventry there and they, they just dumped the puck all night long. There must I think I was saying to Simon and stuff earlier. There was something like 70 face-offs. You know, it was it was I said, I said, and hope to win the foot races, get you out of your net, look look for to win them again up against the half boards and stuff. They gave them the game plan and they executed pretty well over like six, seven periods, but they just didn't quite have enough to, to get us over the line. Yeah, no, they, they definitely played well where uh you know they they stuck to the game plan all weekend. I think from from the drop of the puck, they came out with that energy. And uh, yeah, like you said, it was it was just kind of when they felt like they were getting hemmed in their zone, or, or as soon as they got the puck in their zone, they didn't they didn't try to make those plays. They just tried to, you know, get it out of the zone and, and try to win foot races or try to capitalize on mistakes from our D men or um, or our forwards at that point. So uh, no, you know, hats off to them. They they played really well all weekend and. Like I said, it really could have gone either way. That's sorry, says before you go there. Just one thing that you know you you've said it. Adam has said it. Every time we've came across a good team, we've all, we're always the first ones to say. And I'm and I am criticizing some other clubs here. Other clubs don't come out and say, "Well done, boys." And, and you have to. And it sometimes can come across as a little bit condescending that you're sort of like, "Ah, oh, well done, we we'll beat you," but you know you played really well. They didn't allow us. Like we have had this system of high ozone pressure where we get guys penned in and, and we get the changes on the you know when we're in the offensive so we weren't able to do it and that was just down to Danny Stewart and executing their plan so well so as you say you've got to tip your cap to them sometimes no exactly um and I think it goes both ways I think Danny Stewart said the same thing to us you know where where I think it was a Saturday interview um where he said you know it's been a tough season except for the Belfast Giants type of thing like kind of tipping his hat to us and, yeah uh, you know, our game plan, our game plan the entire time was to get control of games and, and they did a really good job on not allowing us to do that. Um, you know, it's all, a lot, especially in that arena, such a small rink, uh, momentum shifts so quickly. And so uh, our game plan is to always try to get get the puck behind their D-men and, and stay in their zone as long as we can, whether it's whether it's cycling them down low or, or getting the pucks high or, or switching sides, whatever it may be. The longer we have the puck in their end, you know, the more tired they're going to be and they're just going to have to try to dump it out and, and get a change right away. So, uh, yeah, we, we really try to get control and they, they did a really good job on, on not allowing us to do that. Basco, penalty shots. Um, I'm assuming there's not much video on your opponents when you're, I mean, especially when, you, okay, you probably get the three or four same guys taking penalty shots most time, which is the same, usually same with our squad as well. But how, what's your, what's your rate? Is it, you know, are you sitting thinking, right, he's a shooter or, or this guy's going to try and take me or is it just every single one's different and you've got to play everyone differently? Well, we actually do. So I, I do video of their shooters pretty much every game throughout the season. Um, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. Me and Kiefer try to find as much video as we can. We've, we've gone as far as finding video from two, three years down the road just to look for tendencies, really um you know try to see what guys guys like to do and um we, i started that back in back in north america where our, our goalie coach actually came out with a stat and it was something like you can tell what a shooter is going to do by the time they hit the blue line uh it was like 85 percent of the time or something like that just the way they grab the puck and, and by the time they hit the blue line you know what they're going to do just from tendencies and so um you know, that really stuck with me and, and I I did try to do that as much. We actually didn't do it. Kiefer did send me the shooters for this game. So uh, maybe it worked out a little better because when we faced Cardiff, I uh, I got a little mixed up there with, with uh, a couple of other shooters. So 
Um, you know, it really just, just looking for tendencies and trying to see what guys like to do. And, and I think the same with blood off, it, it showed up with blood off where I remembered he's a five hole shooter. And, uh, he actually scored on me this year on a breakaway five hole. So just having that in the back of my mind and, and just being prepared for, for anything that can come my way. And, um, the rest of the guys, you know, just try to try to let them react first and, and then make a move and, and try not to make the first move myself. I know you're 200 feet away when we're um, shooting the other end, and, and obviously, you know, you, you're looking right down ice at it, and you've got you've Collins and Goody and Pekinets all scoring those goals. And um, JJ, maybe touched on it there, you know, they made a beeline for you as soon as he turned and, and, and put that slot, slot of that puck home. But what was your view on Scott Conway's Forsberg goal? Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I heard you guys talking about it there when I was in the waiting room, and uh, he he has tried that. Unfortunately, we, it was just on Dicko, and he didn't really try. He doesn't really try that on me or, or Wes because um, I'm not sure it would it would actually work for him. But uh, no, it was you know what for for him to have uh, for him to have oh, how can I say this the the ball the, the, yeah the ball to try and move like that in the game where it you know it's do or die if he doesn't score we're going home basically. <laughs> yeah, good, good for him. You know, not everybody, not everybody can do that. And so, um, I actually didn't think he scored. Um, I didn't think he he pushed it far enough around him. But um, Mod, I guess, just lifted his leg enough to to get the puck yeah. through. So yeah, um, no, good for him. Um, I, yeah, that's all. <laughs> that this this time uh, on Saturday, sorry, Sunday afternoon was the first time. Um, that there's been a handshake after a game this year, and it's always mm. nice to see after. I mean, it, those two games at the weekend were tough battles. You know, okay, I know the UK that the you know the the playoff setup isn't ideal, but I, we understand why. We understand that. But you know, as a player, and and I mean, I was watching when you were uh, you and CJ having a, a bit of a conversation there at Centre Ice um, after the game on on Sunday. But uh, it really is that that I mean, it's just a show of respect for for your opponents and and how much effort both teams put in, um, and hopefully you've got a smile on your face um, both well twice this weekend. Yeah, no, it's uh, you know the the handshake lines are, are are always tough because you always have one team that's that's ecstatic and another team that's always in the dumps, and so. Um, but again, like you said, just paying the respects to to both sides and. You know, congratulating the one one side for for a tremendous season, really, uh, and and the fight that they did they had this weekend. Um, you know, it's been a long season with with uh, the COVID and stuff, and and having the season extended and whatnot. And and uh, I think they had a few extra games with with Glasgow, maybe with the ice plant. So it was it was really a long season. They everybody went through a lot, and so you know, just congratulating them on on like I said, a, a tremendous weekend and and a good season and. Um, them doing the same with us and, and wishing us best of luck uh, next weekend and and through. so I mean it's just great it's you know it, it's um, it just goes to show that you can battle as long as you want but at the end of the day each each individual has respect for for everybody on the ice and so even even touching to the refs right I mean you can you can yell at the refs all you want for all season long I know Dalton's has taken some abuse this year but at the end of the day, you know, you got to show them respect for, for showing up and, and being there. 
He still deserves it anyway. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, it wasn't until actually the, the the handshakes happened on on Sunday that I thought to myself, "Oh yeah, handshakes." Obviously, it's been yeah. a COVID reason, and I, I totally, totally just until they start. We used to do this all the time, didn't we? You know so, what? Like, I I don't agree with doing it the whole way through the season. Off I don't agree. Either. I think it's just, just, just be it. playoffs. I mean, the yeah. last time you faced those guys that season, that's it. Like all this nonsense about being best mates. That's a lot of balls. I think. I agree. Let's go to some. We we asked for some questions from from guys watching on, and let's go to a couple of those. Uh, Neil Braden, uh, highlight game of the season. Ah, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, it's, I guess it's got to be. Mm-hmm. It's a toss up between the both both cups, really, both championships. Um, yeah. You know, they they just just being able to lift the trophy. They, you know, one one in overtime and one in a shootout. Um, they both mean so much, and you know, those are two games that are never gonna, you know, I'm never gonna forget. The, you know, being in that huddle with the guys after. So, uh, I, I'd have to say both of those games. Stevie Thompson on Facebook. Who's been the most difficult player to play against this season? Any forward you felt's got the better of you? Let's limit this to teams that are out of the competition so far. <laughs> okay, um, it's a good one. Um, mm. I can't really think. Well, no, Cardiff's still in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go through the list of teams that aren't in. Um, Lacal got a good goal against you. Remember, he went round in, um, in the East End behind with Bridge. He just, I mean, he's quick, like, and he's yeah. I know Bruce is quick, but Lacal is lightning quick. quick. I can I actually nobody really stands out to me as as a player who's who's had my number, or who's gotten the better of me this year. Um, nothing really comes to mind. In all okay. fairness, every time I go on the ice, you're off, mate. So and it doesn't want to embarrass you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen you on the ice yet this year. I'm waiting until you go off. <laughs> uh, smart. smart man. The uh, uh, Teresa Bennett, last time you know at the Edge Coffee, they had no Portuguese tarts. What would you recommend as an alternative? <laughs> Find a different um, shop that has them. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, um, okay. the. You know what? I've been on the the Biscoff uh, Biscoff lately, so uh, Biscoff tart of some sort, or uh, obviously the old salted caramel cheesecakes are always a good go-to. But nice. uh, not nothing too heavy, uh, especially before a hockey game. Um, I've had a couple a couple of, uh, of sweets, I guess that that didn't sit too too good this year. So uh, I try to keep it as light as possible. A box of fifty ten bits. <laughs> I've seen oh, it was that, no, no, that was that was awesome. That ate those, not me. <laughs> uh, one more before we go back to Davey. Uh, have you picked up uh, much from assistant Kiefer as part of the coaching team this season? Yeah, uh, you know he's he's taught me a lot. Uh, they all have really. Um, they all have their 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 input, I guess, and and their their specialties to to bring to the team Mace, uh, even Stewie, you know, the, he's, his input that he has with the team is, uh, um, you probably don't notice it just because he's, he's fairly quiet on the bench. And I know a lot of the guys think the same, but 
uh, you know, when he speaks, uh, I know Kiefer listens and, and Mace is the same. And, and um, you know, he, you might not notice everything, but when he talks, he, you're definitely going to notice him. And, you know, for Kiefer, they, they all just bring their, their specialties to the team. And so um, I think that that's probably the biggest thing I've gotten from them is that, you know, not, not one person makes up a coaching staff. Um, I know there's a few teams in the league that only have a one, one staff system, but um, you know, it's, it's probably not the easiest way to go about it just because you, you, you're not going to hit everything. You're not going to see everything on the ice or in video. And so uh, to have those extra set of eyes, it, it uh, you know, it can just go that much farther. There's been a lot of chat this season, Pesco on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, social media, about is this the best Giants team there's ever been? And I guess one way to put the question to bed would be a very positive weekend this weekend. How easy is it for you guys to focus on the first shift, the first period of Dundee game without trying to get too far ahead of ourselves? Yeah, the, that's going to be a... Uh... A test on its own, I think. Um, you know, done, we've done these. They've given us. Uh, we've been in dog fights with them all season long, and so um, I almost see them as a little bit of a rival for us, um, just because we play them so often, especially early on in the season. Um, you know, there's a few guys on that team that that probably want to take a few of our guys' heads off, and and vice versa, and so. Um, no, I, we're definitely going to have to stay in the moment and, and just focus on one period at a time with these guys and, and again, play our game. And I think if we, we show up and, and have the right attitude, the right mentality and, and the energy, um, you know, I think we'll, we'll come out on top. Simon, nothing for you. I just want them. I mean, again, this year, um, you've been lights out big man. It's, it's been incredible to watch it. I mean, I know you. And even you said yourself, there's probably a couple of that you'd want it back early in the season, but it's been an absolute pleasure watching you again this year. It's been, and especially I get to watch it every day in practice and I get to watch it in, on Jan's TV and stuff as well. But uh, yeah, let's hopefully have two big games this weekend as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, uh, hopefully we can, uh, you know, we can put the cherry on top this weekend and, and get that trouble. Um, you know, I, I know I, I definitely want it and I know everybody in that dressing room wants it. And so, uh, yeah, to top off the season on a high note, it uh, it would be special for sure. How pleased are you that when that off season came and the and the call came for Belfast? How pleased are you that you came back and you put on that shirt? Yeah, looking back now, it uh, I guess it panned out. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's you know it. Like I said, it was it was Belfast or nowhere, and uh, I think there was a reason for that. Just just the way you get treated here, it's it's like no other really. Um, you know, the, from, from the staff to the, to the fans and, and whatnot, um, you know, it's, it's just, this place holds a special, uh, special place for me. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I bleed teal, I guess you can say. Um, so no, it's, I, I'm extremely happy to be able to have this, this experience, uh, in Belfast. Best well, coach, sorry for jumping in. I know Patty was going to finish up, but if you look back at the, 18-19, or was it 17-18, did we? 18-19. If you look back at 18-19 and this year, yeah, okay, a lot of changes in the dressing room. Um, we're, we've won exactly the same as what we won that year. We were a post away from winning the Continental Cup um, and, you know, overtime and against Cars. And overtime against Cardiff, I've tried to forget about that one. Uh, post, but, post away know, as well, Shed. Yeah, Shed's post away, the, yeah. The, 
post the fast break. It's it's. I mean, when you uh, David just touched on a few minutes ago about you know potentially the best Belfast Giants team's ever been assembled is this year, but there was a pretty decent team a couple of years ago as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're very comparable teams. Um, you know, people have asked me, you know, which team was better, and I really don't know because they're, they're so comparable. You can go up and down the lineups and and you know have compare a player to to one that we had in, in 1819 you know like uh i look at a guy like picks for example he was a surprise i don't think we were expecting as much out of him and you know talking to Kiefer, uh looking back to 1819 a guy like patty dwyer we're expecting him to come in and be a, a second or third liner and, and he shows up and i think they control the game the same way um you know they possess the puck the same way i think they see the ice the same um, and like I said, you can go up and down that lineup and, and find a comparable piece to every single person we had on that team. And I think that's why we have success this year. Um, you know, they, they tried to, they really tried to bring back the same team, just, you know, different, different, uh, different names, but, uh, the same pieces. And I think it works, right. It's a, it's a championship team. It's a good characters. I think that's the biggest thing um, that that any we can bring from this, you know, the same same characters that we had last time. Um, you, you can see it in that room this year. Same thing. And just as it, as it's his birthday, well, given we mentioned the, the, the Kiefer, um, I think Simon and me were talking on the phone earlier, Simon, was it five, five out of the last nine, you know, elite league trophies Kiefer's brought back to Belfast. He's gone to the Continental Cup final. He's gone to playoff final you know this guy's stock is high at the moment yeah it is now he's uh yeah he he's done well i think he's come a long ways he's learned uh learned quite a bit um over the last couple of years um and he's had his his up and downs right um you know winning again i go back to learning and, and you go back to the year before i got here where where the team won the the challenge cup and you know, the team kind of got down in that, that championship hangover and, and they kind of stayed there for the rest of the year where I think they, they went on a bit of a losing streak and and they coming back the year after where we do win the Challenge Cup and, you know, not staying in that lull and not, not being in that same place that they were last year. He learned from his mistakes and learned what he had to do correctly the, the year after. And, you know, we were able to come out with the league championship. And so... Um, yeah, I think he's come a long ways. He's he's tremendous in the room. He knows how to get the guys the guys motivated. Um, he's still got stuff to learn as well, though. I mean, he's he's only been doing this for a couple of years, and he's just going to continue on getting better. And and I think you know having his brother there is helping him out immensely. Where he's he's able to go go to him for questions or you know ask him ask him his his opinion on stuff, and so. Uh, for him to have that that tool in his back pocket, I think it just you know he, he's just going to go so far with this. Best go. But last week in the on the webcast, I saw the podcast. I'd said that I was sitting outside the dressing room in Sheffield, and I heard the third period start of the third period speech from sounded like any given Sunday um, for Kiefer. Um, you were obviously in the locker room for that, and I I didn't say anything. I didn't tell anybody what he said in the locker room. But I mean, I'm a, certainly not a player anymore. But it made me feel like I'm. You know what? I could personally have wall to get straight in there for him because that that speech is is potentially going to go down as one that every guy in that room is not going to forget. Yeah, and you know what? He had 
a very similar speech going into the third period of the, the Challenge Cup finals as well. Um, you know, I think that one's going to stick with a lot of guys and, and um, you know, he's he's a motivator. He, he definitely does that very well. Um, and I think that brings him back to his, his days, his playing days, right, where he had, he had to be that voice in the dressing room where uh, if a, a coach wasn't doing this, that, that motivation, then he had to step up and do that. And I think a lot of that comes as from, from his, you know, leadership and him having that captaincy back in the day. And um, I think you're starting to see it a little more with the guys in the room as well. The guys that are, are leaders in the room from, you know, from Coops to, to Goody that, you know, may not have been used to being a captain or, or a leader in his previous teams. And, um, you know, we're, I think throughout the year, you're starting to see a little more come out of all these guys. And so it's, it's really nice to see. Um, and, and again, yeah, it just some, some big speeches and uh, definitely not going to forget those. Basco, listen, we really appreciate your time. You've been with us for almost 30 minutes now, just chatting away. We really do appreciate it, as we do all through the season. And thank you very much for, for being there and, and chatting to us and answering the questions from the guys watching in and the view from the bridge. One last thing I do have to ask you before you go. You are currently the outright leader in the voting for retaining your KOTG MVP award. But if you had your vote, who does your vote go to? Uh, it's got to go to Dicko. I mean, he's he's the he's got to be the MVP, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's uh, he's now he's he's been awesome for us all year. But uh, no, I don't know. It, it could really go to to a number of guys. I mean, from from top to bottom, everybody. I think that was one thing too. This whole season that we've been we've been an entire team. It wasn't just one or two guys that have been carrying the load. Obviously, picks and and Konza, You know, they put up a lot of goals, but. Um, we've had some, some big goals scored by some, some, you know, not, not big, as big names as them. And so, uh, big block shots, you know, Rainer, you can easily go to Rainer for, for his block shots. You can go to Griff for, you know, how well he plays back there. Bomber's been a, a pleasant surprise for everybody. I mean, the list goes on and on. I, I can keep going all night with, with this entire team. And so, um, it, it really can go to anybody. Absolutely. Well, listen. Thanks very much for joining us. It's a big weekend. There's um there's only one medal that you haven't rung, hung around your around your neck in the in the two seasons you've been here. So uh oh no, hold on. I think are you are you oh. pulling in here? I think you're pulling in there, sis. Oh. Hey, hey. <laughs> I was expecting Jasmine. I've, 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 well, I've you guys, you from... hold on. You guys have to ask Taff about our uh, our ritual before the game. Oh. Go on then, Jason. Jason Ellery, join us for those not watching online on on the on on video. So before every game, Besco, after you've done the anthems or the puck drop, uh, Besco gives me all the to look over to see if I got his bottle on the bench, and he comes over and uh, for the last how long, Besco? <laughs> Probably a couple of months now. A couple of months. So yeah. I present him with his water bottle, but it's a whiskey. It's been different whiskeys all year. Um, <laughs> the only one he didn't like was the Crown Royal because he fell over in Dundee and hurt his ankle. Yeah, no, no Crown Royal. Not a lot of Crown uh, Royal anymore. Yeah, he's had some some pretty good uh, bottles of whiskey. The last one was twenty four thousand pounds. Top shelf, nothing but the top shelf. It was top shelf. You got to drink the good stuff. That's right. That's Hell of a football game, that boys. But good night. Thanks, Steph. See you See later. Steph. And, and and like I, like I say, Besco, only one only one medal to go around your neck, and we hope you go get it.
I appreciate yes, it. Yes, yeah. it's been Get it done. It's, it's been it's been way too long. Like my playoff beard was black, and Patty had a comb over. <laughs> The last time we uh, we won the playoffs must be what twelve years ago now, Paddy? It's twelve years ago. One of the best days we've ever had following this club. So looking forward to one more, please. So. Likewise, yeah, absolutely. Nice one. Thanks, Besco. All right, thanks, guys. Cheers, Besco. Big thanks to Tyler Besco Rowani for joining us on a, on a view from the bridge. It's uh, and he, like I say, he stuck with us there for a solid thirty minutes or so, asking answering our questions and your questions. And thanks to everybody who sent questions in on Facebook and YouTube. David, go on. Do you know what he's absolutely right in what he's saying? And and yeah, it, it's easy to go with stats, and it's easy to say the MVP should be JJ Pickenich or Scott Conway with around yes. hundred points each. It should be. Tyler Beskarani with a 92.68%. He's 1.6 goals against average, something like that. But it could easily be Jeff Baum for season pro. It could easily be, um, you know, Griffin Reinhardt, the way he talks about that Rolls Royce in the back end. It could be Jason Taffelery for me, MVP every every season. Um, you know, <laughs> Sorry. there's. There... What's wrong? Nothing. He just, he's wild. Carry on. Uh, you know, anybody, Rainer for those blocks, you know, hooky for the hits. Everybody's contributed something. Mark Cooper on the penalty, on the power play. You know, Jeff how Bond. many goals? Nearly 30. Yeah, we're talking about Jeff Bond. 31 goals this year for Coops. Talking to, um, to Taffer. You know, Stater Doggett has come up big. Tyler Soy has come up with a couple of massive goals across this season. One against Cardiff earlier in the season in the league. One against Cardiff in the Challenge Cup final. One at the weekend there that turned out to be very, very crucial. You know, yep. He's came up with big, big goals, and I know he got the player of the month in, in December, delivered big time then. So right across the season, you go right down that list of players and everyone, there's no one in that team from top to bottom that hasn't contributed. And best goes talking about contributions from Andrew Dixon. Training every day, taking extra shots. When boys were in slumps, staying out on the ice after training, they'll allow them to just work on things. Remember Coop mentioned him earlier in the season, said, I was trying to work on things. Um, Deco stayed after and helped me. So top to bottom, is this team the best that's ever been assembled? Remains the, the, there's still stories to be written here. Hopefully, I agree. I agree. And uh, let's have a look at how the play, how the playoff bracket has gone with regards to some of the results that came in over the weekend. And more or less every game went down to the wire. Um, obviously, Guildford and Nottingham played out a four four uh, on Saturday uh, in Guildford. <laughs> Dundee, Omar Pasha went into Sheffield and took a 1-0 lead back to Dundee. Of course, we had the 2-2. And Cardiff, Glasgow clan live on Premier Sports, took a 4-3 lead back up the motorway to Glasgow over the Cardiff Devils. Our story we've already told. With regards to the Nottingham Panthers, two late goals from Guildford, uh, which uh, Aaron Murphy will talk about shortly, knocked the Nottingham Panthers out of the playoffs. And Sheffield went 3-1 up on aggregate before four unanswered goals from the Dundee Stars, with the last ones an empty net uh, in the finish, but the last goals coming in the in the dying minutes knocked the Sheffield Steelers out of the playoffs. My heart bleeds. Um, and it was Cardiff were held by the Glasgow clan up until the last 10 minutes of the game before they found two goals to put them into the playoff finals weekend. Um, that Sheffield game, Davey, uh, for, for Pash to get that to get those four unanswered goals against the Steelers to go through, uh, remarkable. Yeah, give Iron Fox a 10-year contract, uh, not just a 3-year <laughs> contract. Um, you know, uh, being facetious about that, that's, that's one thing. For Sheffield to lose that from the position they're in, 
Yep. Again, not trying to be condescending, credit the chef the Dundee for sticking with the task and they got a few chef who lost their discipline and, and it went to pieces there. I think that they took a lot of penalties right down the stretch around the last 10, 15 minutes of the game and, and Dundee are good. And this is a lesson to be learned for the Belfast Giants. We have to be disciplined at the weekend. Dundee know where the back of the net is on the on the, with the special teams. Um so we, we have to be careful there. But you know for Sheffield to lose from that position, I know that we we've heard we WhatsApp groups and whenever Sheffield were three one up or whatever, it was like, oh great. As expected. And then you know they've, they've turned it around. So so credit that absolute credit that Dundee and have you the have you the stats from last week? At, well, that's what I, I know that I know that Mister Kitchen is chomping at the bit for me to share the fact that we he did can put remember. Out, can I? We we did put. I think he can remember. We did put in our predictions last week as to who we thought would be the uh, the four teams that are hold on, four teams that would be uh, making it to Nottingham. Um, graphic. Oh, I do have a graphic. Uh, I went for Giants, Steelers, Devils, Flames. I went with my heart. Four. <laughs> you went for Giants, Stars, Clan, Flames. Joel went for Giants, Steelers, Clan, Flames. But four out of four for Mr. Simon Kitchen. Simon, Giants, Stars, Stars Devils, Flames. I was one minute away from the, the Clan, nearly did it. They did. Well, well, well done, Simon. That's, a, <laughs> that's, that's the insight you get on Belfast Giants TV. I tried to get, um, I couldn't get um, for, I mean, I didn't want to bet on each game, but I, I wanted to bet on who was going to go through and I couldn't get one. Couldn't see who was going to win the, the the quarterfinals over the weekend. I couldn't see it on because if I had it done, I got all those four. Probably got a few cut up. Hmm. What do you think about those, Simon, about those four going through? Listen, it, it, from a, I know there's a lot of Steelers fans and Panthers fans and, and, and I know everybody likes to have a bit of a go at them, but, you know, it just goes to show the party in the league. Um, it doesn't necessarily show it when you look at the league table at the end of the season and the amount of points that are there. But the teams in this league this year, it's obviously proven, and, and you can see that that any team can beat any other team on any given day. So you know, for I just felt after watching the Steelers um, in Sheffield a few weeks ago, and then watching them in Belfast the week before last, I just felt that Dundee really would have had a chance. I mean, they would have been absolutely buoyant after beating Coventry the week before to, you know, to push up the standings and get against the Steelers. Um, but, hi, Robbie McConnell knows this story. I so just um, saw that from Robbie McConnell saying, the, gets uh, me more bets. Yeah, the, the, you know, the, the I just felt that the Stars really, really would have had a chance. The Devils have been hurting for the last few weeks, but they have a solid, solid team. Pretty sure they've got Mickelson back in the last week or two as well, and he's probably one of the best defensemen in the league, and that's going to help him. Carruth, we know, has got an opportunity to give him a chance to win every single game, and he did that on on uh, Sunday in Glasgow from from reading reports and listening to the Malcolm um, Malcolm Cameron's interviews after the game. He said he was brilliant. So, you know, look, it's going to be really really tough this weekend. It certainly is. The Stars have got a good team. The, the big man at the back that brought in there towards um, uh, and I think it was a deadline. Ozils, uh, he is an absolute laser with regards to a slap shot. So we. I think it's for for I don't want to go I don't know how far you want me going regarding um this weekend, but we'll come uh, back it's hard if we stay five on five this weekend. We need to stay in the penalty box. Um, we're the best team in the league five on five. It's been you know there's there's no doubt about that. Um, but uh, it's going to be a really really interesting weekend because there's no Panthers and there's no Steelers and it's going to be a difficult one for for the EIHL to to hold on yeah. to because you know it's 
that, that well, we all we're going to come. We're going to yeah. come back. We're going to come back to the guards to 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 that and and the situation for the elite league. What I am going to do is that obviously this weekend we'll be live on Premier Sports, and I had an opportunity earlier on. I'm hoping this video works because I'm having a few video problems, but I had an mm. opportunity earlier on to chat uh, with our very good friend Aaron Murphy. Can do. Can't, can't believe it's playoff final weekend, Patty. And more importantly, I can't believe you're not going to be there. It's just, uh, although full cre full credit to your uh, your charitable endeavors, I wish you the best of luck. And I know it won't be easy, but it's for a good cause. So well done to you, mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Last The weekend gone by, let's have a quick chat. The, the playoffs uh, quarterfinals have set up this weekend. What a weekend it was. More or less every single game came down to the last well, minutes. Pretty interesting because when you looked at those the Saturday going in, we were in Cardiff and you're thinking, well, a couple of these top teams might be comfortable after tonight. Sheffield and Cardiff both wanted the Scottish team to travel twice. They didn't elect to have the Sunday home leg. They kind of wanted to have the, the first leg at home, uh, make the Scottish squads travel and hopefully go back to Scotland on Sunday for leg two up by a couple of goals. But we, we know that didn't work out for either side down by a goal. So fair play to the Glasgow clan. They came a day early. Uh, they had their rest. They didn't have bus legs. They had a morning skate the day of. Uh, and you you have to tip your, your cap to Omar Pasha's side as well. I mean, to go into Sheffield, that's a cauldron. It's not easy. And you guys know that. It's not easy to go in there and get a win at the best of times. But in a situation where Aaron Fox and the Steelers clearly thought, let's get Pasha to have to come down here and have the bus legs and we'll go back to the Dundee Ice Arena, maybe a couple of goals clear, and, and to get a shutout from Morrison – and to go back and then, and then to have to climb back into that. I mean, they look like they were dead and buried in that third period. So, I mean, I think it shapes up nicely. And uh, I think it's a true uh, GBE title up for grabs now, isn't it? We've got Northern Ireland versus uh, versus Scotland, and we've got England versus Wales in the other semifinal. So it's, it's quite nicely poised. And, look, I don't care who says they're an expert and who says they would have picked that. All four teams, no one had a lead after leg one. All top four teams, seeds one through four. I mean, the best team after – the first leg was Nottingham equal with Guildford. Everyone else trailed. So, or the Giants, of course, tied as well. But like, I can't believe the, the push by the Blaze as well. So fair play to Danny Stewart and company as well. And uh, Kiefer's blood pressure must have been up over uh, <laughs> over healthy limits in that shootout. I think we were talking earlier on the show about this game, and no doubt the, the, the Belfast uh, Blaze game. A lot of people thought with it being tied coming to Belfast, it was very much advantage Belfast the way we've been playing towards the end of the season. But the Blaze. Never say die. And like you say, you heard from Danny Stewart after the game how proud he was of his team. I mean, you think back to a couple of years ago when you won the league title, you were at a play or a postseason banquet and uh, Cardiff went into Coventry and everyone thought there's no way that Coventry's beating Ben Bounds and Joey Martin the way the, the Devils. So the Devils, I think, just needed a point that night. Did. Plays beat them and you guys were at your end of season banquet and got a text or, or an alert. I'm sure everyone was watching. Uh, on their phones, but you you win the title that way. So Coventry should never really be counted out, I guess, in those situations where they can have a game plan in a one-off game like that. So I'm not surprised they push you, although I am surprised they pushed you like that. And I'm sure J.J. Pickenich had ice in his veins in that shootout winner. But, well, look, all season long he's been class, maybe the best, I think, the best player in the, in the Premier Sports Elite League. So either he or Conway is going to be uh, sort of that, you know, that key acquisition in the offseason or – or people will be talking about that acquisition. But I think uh, Danny Stewart and company have to be commended. And uh, I think you guys had to be commended because he stuck with it. 
you could have went, wow, we just can't get away from these guys. We can't separate each other. And I think actually, if you look back at it, no one will be happy that it was that tight, but that might be the kick in the rear end or the impetus to be ready for this weekend because it's good to have a little bit of adversity like that. It's good to be tested and it's good to be on the bench going, oh my God, we're about to lose this and to find a way through because that'll put you in good stead for the weekend. Because let's be honest, if you had won six or seven, one on aggregate, you'd be feeling maybe not overly confident this weekend, but you'd be feeling pretty good. And then all of a sudden you come up against a Dundee squad that really had to work their socks off in leg one, really had to come back and dig deep in leg two. So I think it's really good that you face a little bit of adversity against the Blaze. You and Paul covered that, that that game in Nottingham on on Sunday where, where Guildford, like you say, they went in four four. Nottingham having real problem or have had real problems this season closing out games and closing out things out, and so it proved with with Guildford picking up those two quick goals. I mean, Jamal Watson. Every team needs a game breaker, and we just talked about a couple of yours in Conway and Pickenich. Um, I think the big problem in Nottingham this year, well, of course, the injuries. Let's be honest. So maybe that maybe the next point is through the injuries, but they didn't have that game breaker. At 2-1 up, they kind of started to back up into Cars crease. They sort of seemed to think that maybe 2-1 was enough, but, I mean, my goodness, they outshot Gil for 37-25, but there's there's a, a class difference when a guy like Jamal Watson in those a minute 49 or whatever it was, two goals in quick succession, two goals in less than two minutes, and he's the catalyst for that. That's why he's the, the leading point getter amongst all. Uh, elite league defenders. He's the only defenseman to lead his team in, in points this year. And so no surprise there. So a game breaker is so important. And, and look, the four finalists have them, don't they? Dundee has Bankson and Combs. You guys have a bevy of them. We've mentioned some of them. And not only do you have the likes of Pickenich and Conway, but you've got the Coopers and the other guys who add those scoring, uh, the secondary scoring. And then, you know, you look at Guilford and, and Watson steps up and, and that uh, Levi Cable is a very good player. Yes, yes, yes. I, I would imagine Paul Dixon's going, I kind of wish that game wasn't on TV because now every other team in the league, if they look back at that film, they're going to be like, maybe we should get Cable on the phone here or, or uh, Jamal Watson's agent. But I think the big difference for Nottingham because of the injuries, no game breaker, not able to put. I mean, I think they were up three different times in leg one and 144 left in the spectrum in Guilford. Guilford gets the tying goal through Griffiths to make it 4-4. They were up 2-1 with uh, about five and change left in the game, and they lose 3-2. So not able to distance them, not able to, to get away from Guilford. Guilford had the class to uh, to come back, and that Jamal Watson's fun to watch. Obviously, you know, you, you were able to cover two games at the weekend and more or less covering every single phase of this uh, this playoff uh, postseason. And we've got, what, three games, four games? Well, three games on Premier Sports this weekend with both semifinals and the final. What a weekend it's going to be for you guys. It's going to be great. And you know what? Um, I know I've said it on your show before. People give out on social media, and I'm sure probably the Giants fans. We had all these games booked to try and catch the league title. And once we had the league title in Sheffield, we were supposed to then come to Belfast on the Friday. But there was a meeting. It was like, shouldn't we do two quarterfinals? Because we don't know what's going to happen or who's going to dress or what's going to happen on that Friday night. Um, and and in all honesty, the, the hardest place to go because we had to put trucks from the mainland on the ferry to Belfast. So that was going to happen if it was league title night. But otherwise, we needed to find a game that would be something of a knockout scenario or a playoff scenario. And that was that was the uh, the right call because what a hockey game that was on Saturday night between uh, Glasgow and, and Cardiff. And we wanted to be able to have that sort of 
we, yeah, we wanted to cover both legs. In years past, we've only ever done a leg two because of trying to capture the league title, but we got you guys uh, capturing that in Sheffield. And so we had two hockey games this weekend that were really, really good games, really entertaining, setting us up nicely for uh, for this weekend. And again, on social media, people are already giving out about the third, fourth place game. Don't give out to me about the the, the, the inadequacies of what that might mean or or what who what teams take it seriously and what teams don't take it seriously at that point. I've been at the playoff final weekend where the third, fourth place game, Andrew Lord disappointed that Cardiff doesn't get to the final, but treated the third, fourth place game like an Olympic bronze medal game. And so you're going, well, that might have been okay on TV. But I've also been at the playoff final week when the third, fourth place game, you've got goalies playing center and equipment managers in goal. So like we that's that's nothing to do with us. It was always going to be the two semifinals um, and the final. I do think in credit to all the teams that they do take the third, fourth place game much more seriously. But if it comes down to showing two quarterfinals and not showing the third, fourth place game, our deal is for 27 games. So we have to fit in the best 27 games possible. So give us the other one down then. What are we going to get this weekend? Yeah, well, you as a number one seed, you get the earlier games so that you have more rest for Sunday. So it's uh, – you guys versus Dundee. And that's interesting to me because you guys, it seemed like you played Dundee 116 times in the first part of the season in the Challenge Cup. And, I mean, you did really well against them in the Challenge Cup. A couple of wins, I believe a shootout win and one loss. So there were some tight games. And then in league play, I think you were four wins, a loss, and maybe an overtime loss. But really good success against the Dundee Stars. So it's kind of fitting that you started off the season with all those games together. And now you're – your Grand Slam ambitions come down to one more meeting with Omar say, Pasha. Don't say, don't, say the G, don't say the GS words, man. Don't uh, say look, I mean, I, I'm impartial, so I have to say – it's like people say to me, you said shutout on air. Of course I said shutout. There was two minutes to go, <laughs> and the guy was looking for a shutout. So I don't care about the uh, <laughs> the sort of the, the gremlins jinxing things. But it's it's interesting that it comes down for that. And then you know what? Cardiff-Guilford is going to be a great hockey game. Like I just said, that Jamal Watson and Levi Cable, some of those players uh, are fun to watch. And I would imagine with the coaching change and some of the things that have, you know, there's been a lot going on in Cardiff recently. There's been a lot of changes and there's stories about goalies leaving, uh, leaking out and stuff like that. So it's going to be maybe a little bit more on the minds of Cardiff. And if you're Guilford and Paul Dixon, Digger's got to be saying to those guys, there's no pressure on us. Yep. That's the number three seed who made it to the Challenge Cup final and lost in overtime. That's a team that was built to challenge for the league title and, and, and finish third. We were we well we lost twelve games in a row around the midpoint of the season, and here we are. We work our way up to fifth. We we go into to, to Nottingham, a tough place to win, uh, down by a goal in the late stages of the third period, and we get it done. We've got no pressure on us. Let's just go out and let's eliminate Cardiff. So I think both those semifinals are going to be intriguing, um, and we'll have them both live and exclusive for you on Premier Sports. Well, we look forward to that, mate, and uh, always a good weekend. I'm, I'm disappointed I'm not going to be there, and we can't have our normal sort of Saturday night, Saturday evening feed that we normally have on a catch-up. I'm usually worse for wear. I'll probably be worse for wear, but in a different way this week, but no doubt. Yeah. Just don't fall off your bike. I think you're going to watch the games, though, as you're climbing uh, climbing a mountain somewhere. I've got a mount on, I've got a mount on my bike, and, and I've got, I'm going to have a Bluetooth in my ear, so, uh, so I'll, I'll be watching in. <laughs> Safety is paramount. I do not want to hear that a, a Giants goal caller, me or Paul Eighty, getting excited about a Giants goal sends you over the handlebars. So just be careful no, no, on that bike. I won't be going that quickly. But listen, <laughs> great, great to have a chat with you. Good luck this week man, with with uh, with everything on Premier Sports TV. And thanks for joining us uh, this season on A View from the Bridge. We really appreciate it. Buddy, anytime. I uh, love coming on. Thanks for including me. And it's always an honor to be on the show, but also uh, – 
best of luck with your charitable endeavors. I think that's great, man. And fair play to you. We'll catch up for uh, for a cold one at some point. Absolutely. Thanks. Unmute myself there. That's good. A yeah, big thanks to Aaron Murphy for his time and uh, and joining us. It's always it's always good to have Murph on, Davey. He, 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 uh, you can see the passion for the game. He's, he's a great guy, Murphy. He's always very good with his time with us, and it's been over many years. <laughs> like, let's be honest, he's been coming on the podcast for donkey's years as long as I've been doing it. Murph's been doing it, so uh, he's pushed doors and he's pushed and pushed at closed doors sometimes until he got one to open and like now that. Premier Sports is the title sponsor of the league and they're showing 27 live games a season. So you can't say anything but good things about the fella. He's worked very hard to to, to get the league the exposure that he feels it deserves. So, so hopefully that'll be continuing for many more years to come. Absolutely. And you know, Simon, from your point of view, Premier Sports have it on TV. You've obviously you, your new role within the season within Belfast Giants sponsorship and stuff. Is that something that you feed in? Is the fact that there is going to be television coverage yeah absolutely um you know uh, any sponsor that wants to get involved with a club you know they, they, they want the exposure and, and and premier sports is definitely helping it you know i think it's i think it's six live games we were involved in this year um three at home and three two sorry two at home and four away so you know any any company that wants to get involved and certainly drop us a line we'll be able to help you out uh already looking forward to next season um and beyond but you know there's it's it's fantastic to have live hockey on the TV now. Willard, yes, you've got a, a subscription. It's not a lot of money compared to what you you know you pay for some things these days. And and you know to get them involved and get the the, the live hockey. I know Davy doesn't watch anything unless it's teal covered um, spectacles on. But I love watching Rams. hockey. I really do enjoy watching hockey, and I don't really mind who plays. And it's always good, especially if we're if we're in the middle of a season. You're watching a team. Who you're maybe playing the week after, and, and I can do a wee bit of homework online instead of, um, you know, go through all the webcasts our webcasts and stuff. So uh, it's really good, and like long may it continues. We've talked about it long enough to try and have a, a title sponsor, and talked about it long enough to have uh, the coverage um, uh, out there. So yeah, it's it's fantastic for sponsors, fantastic for the club, and fantastic for the league. Let's have a, a, a couple of pieces of news before we just have a quick look ahead to this weekend. And the first piece of news, Davy, is the fact that what came out today that uh, after a number of seasons behind the bench for the Manchester Storm, uh, Ran Finnerty is taking a back seat and focusing on his GM role. Uh, good luck to him. Um, uh, there obviously there's there's rumours abound of of who they're bringing in as their as their head coach next season. So we'll let. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, let the them. Job, <laughs> no, no. We'll just uh, we'll let the Manchester Storm announce that in all good time. So, um, you know, Finner's tried his very best in there as his head coach since he came back into the club, and uh, you know, unfortunately for them, they weren't able to get through the playoffs this year. So they'll be looking to the reload, retool, and, and have another blast at it next season. Says Finner. Like again, I. Being a coach in this league isn't easy. You know they've no. they've already proven that. And okay, he was in, in Glasgow with well Brayhead at the time. Um, and it's come down to the the Manchester, which probably you know better than anybody. You know you you're up against Manchester United, Manchester City, and Salford United. They're always looking sponsored. There's there's so many clubs, whether it be football, rugby, all these different disciplines, up against 
a minority sport in the UK. That's always like, and I can see that from Northern Ireland's point of view. I mean, we've got so many Irish league clubs. You've got Ulster Rugby. You've got the GAA. You've got all these clubs who are vying for the same money that you are. And if you're putting a good product on on a plate for for sponsors to get involved with, it makes it an awful lot easier. It makes it even easier when you're successful. And it's been a difficult couple of years for Manchester. You know, I've only finished ninth ninth this year. You know. It's been a really difficult season for them. And, and as I say, when, when you've got all those different sports clubs around that neck of the woods and people vying for the same money uh, to put into the club, it's really, really tough. But look, I'm, I'm assuming that's why he's taking a back role and he wants to you know, go into the, the community and try and get more people involved and get more bums on seats and get more sponsors involved. Um, and like again, it's another... Um, uh, you've got to get another coach on board so somebody else is getting a job out of it. So... Look, we'll wait and see what happens with it. But uh, as I said before, with every other club in the league, I don't really care. <laughs> on, on your point, it's not just like it, like you can talk about the big clubs in Manchester and obviously the big clubs are the big clubs and they will draw in from not just from Manchester. And if the games are on, there's going to be a lot of guys who are going to be watching in pubs and whatever. It's not just that. When you're, when especially in, in around here, you, Moss Lane, Altergham FC are literally around the corner. They, yeah. they And they've got quite a big draw in that area. They're they're doing pretty well. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice it's a nice stadium, Moss Lane, to go and watch football. You know, it, and they're in a battle against them, I guess, for, for bums on seats. But even just people who just want to go to the cinema. Or people who there's a cinema around the corner. You know, there's there's so much to do. You're you're trying to give you're trying to battle against just a Saturday night entertainment or Sunday evening entertainment. And in Manchester, there's lots of that. Now, what works in in their favour is that they're on a tram line, so they're able to draw directly in from the town and directly in from the likes of Sale and and <clears throat> Old Trafford and Stratford and all along that line, and they can bring people in. But it, it's not an easy deal. It's not an easy deal in Manchester, and you know. More power to him being able to, to, to sort of turn things around on the ice and find the right coach to do that, but also to to build those crowds at the at the um, at Planet Ice, is it or Silver Blades in Aldrium? Um, the only other piece of uh, of news or something to chat about is something that's been bouncing around social media for a couple of days, especially since the weekend with the elimination of Sheffield and Nottingham uh, from the playoffs, and that is the fact that playoff tickets have not been selling anywhere near that they have in the last number of seasons. Um, we've had quite a few sellouts or highly packed NICs for the playoff weekend. And as it stands, you know, if you're on Twitter, you can't help but see that there are swathes of unsold tickets, Davey. Um, that's a difficult one for the Elite League. Price point is one thing. Losing Sheffield and Nottingham is another. What, what can the Elite League do? Um, at this stage, not an awful lot. Um, I think the price point made a lot of people's decision to either wait and see if their team qualified before they would take a dip. Teams like Belfast don't have that luxury because a lot of people have your flights to book. And, and obviously, the, the, with the, the, the date being changed as well, people changed hotels and weren't prepared to did not take the risk. So Belfast fans either traveled or they didn't. You know, Dundee have, have started adding numbers and, and decent numbers this week when they qualified. Um, Manchester don't look like they've sold, you know, virtually any tickets out of their block. So that's one of those things that the the risk of pricing it, which was it was pretty exceptionally high, to, to be honest. And no and either the current economic climate, people coming out of COVID, people the, the price of everything escalating, 
and and, and then trying to find an extra whatever the, the price of tickets were, especially for a weekend pass, was quite expensive. So, in terms of that, the price point was always going to be difficult to sell tickets, and so I think that made people's decision will wait to this weekend and and with the if you like big hitters like um, Nottingham and, and Sheffield not getting there. Um, I just know myself, like as a Belfast Giants fan, if I was a Nottingham fan, not that it would ever happen, and the Nottingham Panthers weren't there, I certainly wouldn't be going to watch to give up 130 quid plus, 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 you know, beers and travel and expenses to, to watch other teams playing. So, you know, I think uh, at last count, there's two and a half, three thousand tickets sold. So it's it's, it's not going to be as full this year as as times pass but you go you make the best of it we're there we're there for business we're not there for pleasure we're there for business and hopefully pleasure afterwards simon you know from commercially it's not great for the elite league we know that the the playoff weekend is is a major means for the elite league to gain money in order to sort of run the league uh we know that over the last number of years, you know, maybe there wasn't so much money coming into the league with regards to all the shutdowns that happened, things like that. But with no concessions and everybody paying the same price, it, it looks like, unfortunately, the elite league are going to bear the brunt of this. Yeah, and, and do you know what? When it first came out, yeah, okay, the tickets were were a little bit higher than what everybody thought they were going to be. But as, as Davey touched on there, everything's went up in price. Yeah. I went in to fill the car and fuel the car, and it was cost me 119 pounds 12p. Unbelievable. You know, just to fill the car with diesel. So everything went up in price. I can sort of understand it because it's been a difficult couple of years for the league. It's you know, you they've had, they've had zero income, they've had you know, you, you need to you need to support the league. Uh, that's that's a difficult one for for me as a, as the position I'm in now with a chance yep. and I can't sit here and, and you know go full hog on it. And I wasn't. I wouldn't go full hog on it mean, because it, okay. I genuinely think that they 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 need to look at the business model with regards to where we are. And I I, I am taking the consideration that they they had put the price up. And but with regards to the concession, I think that might have been a mistake, not giving the kids a chance. However, there's adults out there. We're always trying to get kids tickets, and when people are coming through and there are thousands to get into the arena, all they're waiting for is a bleep coming through at the Nottingham Gate. They're not waiting for a bleep. Oh. You're not a child. You're an adult. You can't get in on that ticket. They don't care, you know. And and that that sort of, you know, when you're when you're put in that position, whether it be the SSA Arena, whether it be the Oval, or whether it be whatever, there's, it happens all over the place. People trying to get on the cheap, and I understand why they put the price up and they kept it at the same level. It doesn't make a difference if it's an eight year old kid sitting on a seat in the arena, or it's a, a nine year old man sitting on that same seat. Some people sometimes have to pay the same price. However, I do think that was probably the one mistake. I'm not. I'm not going to complain about the price, but I think that's the one mistake that they didn't have covered. And with the COVID situation and everything being pushed back, that didn't do them any help either. It's just see the message are coming across the bottom now, and and moving the, the venue should be an option for the future. Nottingham's been there for a long time. It's. It's a decent, it's a good city to go to. We all, we've all been there on many occasions. Um, it's a nice city to go to. It's a nice, um, it's a nice uh, arena to, to basically play in. We've still got the best arena in the league, but I don't think anybody's ever going to make that decision to come to Belfast. I'd, I'd love to see it happen, and I think every other fan that came to Belfast would um, have a, a brilliant time. But it's a really difficult situation for the league. I do genuinely feel sorry. For for the, the everybody behind that and all the directors and all the the board members within the league because it's going to be really really tough 
I, I honestly don't know exactly what the totals are now, but do you know what? See if you can afford to go. It's, a, it's got the potential to be two really good games on the Saturday. It's potential to make a few quid. On, sorry, it's a potential to be a, a good game on the Sunday morning. And then, you know, the <laughs> whoever's in the final, it doesn't matter if it's Belfast, Cardiff, Belfast, Guildford, Cardiff, um, Dundee. It doesn't matter. Dundee, Guildford, don't want to miss anybody out. It's got the potential to be a really good game. So, look, if it, if it was in my city and I was there, I would buy a ticket and go along to it. Um, but it is what it is. And and then you get idiots like this coming on, move it to Planet Ice, Solly Hill. The last place I would move would be Planet Ice, Solly Hill. Just my... Could, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Who is oh, that just because it's handy for him and he cancels everything. Mark Hitchcock, who is that idiot? Um... Yeah. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't like ice hockey, but watches ice hockey podcasts That's live. It. Um, Mark, uh, the uh, what? What are the? Uh, what, uh, there's a there's a there's a rampant rumors <laughs> going around, Davy, that the 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 betting companies are onto this third fourth place game. And let's not speak about it <laughs> because they're all watching the view from the bridge, right? That's uh, so. Let's uh, look ahead just briefly to these games that are taking place Saturday, three p.m. The Belfast Giants will play in the first semi-final against the Dundee Stars at the NIC, live on Premier Sports. And then at 7pm, the Cardiff Devils against the Guildford Flames, again, live on Premier Sports. Third, fourth place games the next day, and then 5pm on Sunday, the Premier Sports Elite League's playoff final. Um, David, you hit this bit, but... You know, Dundee, we've played 3,522,306 times. Um, is there anything about them that we don't know? Um, probably is around a dozen times this season, seven, 10, 12 times, something like that. Um, you know, when you take the what we've done, um, there'll not be many surprises. No, we, we should be well set. We know where their, their, where their secrets come from. We'll talk about it in the podcast. Very good special teams, play them five on five, stay disciplined, and uh, we should be okay against them. I think we've got enough um, depth. We've got good goaltending, we've got good defense, we've got good forwards. We know what we've done. And the successful games against them this season, follow the plan, stick with the process. And, and I said earlier, that, that first period, critical to get off the good start. And then you see where you go from there. It's, it's going to be a tight game. This is not, I can't imagine any blowout games this weekend, maybe apart from Sunday morning. Um, you know, all teams are playing desperate. They're playing for their absolute lives. This is the big one to win. I know the league over this and in, in this country is... The bigger prize gets you to see CHL. Um, you know, we we're talking about that the other day. If we would go on and win, Sheffield can come and say thank you to us um, for getting into the Continental Cup, and we'll make sure they know all about that. But um, like, it's it's we have to play for our lives too. This means so much. This means so much. We have got the how many finals in the last ten years since we won it? You know, we lost to Sheffield, we lost to Nottingham, we lost to Cardiff. Cardiff. You know, we haven't turned those final performances. And when we needed them, we came up very short at, at times, and uh, just those little fine margins. Uh, 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 not a too many. Was it too many men? Uh, too many men penalty. You know things Greg like Stewart. that. Greg Stewart. Too many men on the ice penalties. Turned that final. Lost because of it. We've just got to be disciplined. Stick with our process, and we're going to be okay. Simon, you know it is the it is the showpiece final or the showpiece final weekend. Dundee. They've they've beaten us. You know what I mean. We we they have known how to how to beat us. We, it is not something where we can show any sort of complacency. They're a good team. It's, you know they've got some really good players. Charlie Combs finished was fourth in the league, third in the league in points. 
Um, top top player. He's going to he'll be, he'll be sought after the, in the off season. To be honest, I saw it after probably two games against them. I think the kid's unbelievable. Um, I mean, he's only about five foot six. He gets stuck in. He's got good pedigree behind him from you know in college and stuff as well. So, but they they have a number of really good players. Bankston's a solid player. Um, they've got a bit of toughness at back with Haas, and I'm sure as as Besco says earlier on, you know somebody wants to take somebody's head off. But you know they're beatable. Um, we've already proven that this year. Are they going to play tighter this year? Or this because it's a playoff game. It's a one-off game. At the end of the day, it's a one-off game. It's a, I'm pretty sure it says in the three-on-three with five minutes again after it, if it goes to overtime and then a shootout. So, you know, they might be comfortable just trying to keep it tight going all the way and, and taking it to the shootout. I know Adam, won't, Adam will want to win in 60 minutes and try and basically, you know, yeah, get prepared and, and get as much rest as possible for the next day. However, he'll not be thinking about that because it's all about Saturday. It does say Dundee have got a really good team. They have proven and they deserve to be there after beating Sheffield in two games over the weekend. So at the end of the day, it's going to be a tough, tough ask. But um, as Davey touched on, I think we've got enough and we've got enough uh, in the, in the uh, tank to, to basically get two last games out of these boys. I did pester Omar Pasha to come and chat with us. He has sent a message saying, sorry, guys, won't be able to make it. Really sorry. Can you wish happy birthday to Kiefer for me, from, from me and the stars? And I hope you, he and the guys celebrate his birthday all week long. The, um, sure he does. I'm sure Kiefer's in the gym first thing this morning. Was he? On his happy birthday. birthday he's him. in the gym, for, but as the boys were as well. They were stops. all in the gym first thing this morning. Good for him. Man never stops. But yes, so those games, like I say, will be Saturday, 3 p.m. Uh, at the NIC. If you're not going, it will be live with Aaron Murphy, Paul Eddy, and Caitlin Berry on Premier Sports. Uh, and then the second semi-final of Saturday is Cardiff against Guildford. That's on Premier Sports 2. And, uh, sorry, Premier Sports also, not Premier Sports 2. <laughs> the, uh, and the final is at 5 p.m. at the NIC. Uh, and also on Premier Sports on Sunday. Uh, any other business, boys? I have a couple. Um, I'll have the massive shout-out from everybody at AVFTB and, and the arena. Karen Mercer was uh, taken ill um, last oh. week, and um, she missed the Giants game at the SSC Arena for the first time in, like, as far as lag and remember. Yeah. Um, I just let her know that we're thinking about her and hope she's okay. And uh, Absolutely. Um, and um, is back shouting the people at the arena very, very soon. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, big shout to Karen. Hope you're, hope you're doing better. Davey, anything for you? The Rainer Razor. Um, I just put it on Twitter before we came on earlier. It's over £2,000 of pledges. So please, if you've pledged, back up that pledge and, and, and get your money in. That would, would really appreciate it. Over £2,000 for action, action Mental Health NI. From the idea of says me of let's let's throw a few quid in for and it's not to do with me it's all him people diving diving in front he does of that, so yeah. so fair fair play to for everyone that got involved and and those that have donated money so far thank you those that still need to donate money don't make me send the bag man to pick it up <laughs> you don't want to get him annoyed you don't you don't want that you don't want that the repo man he's got a full he's door. just he's just admitted he's got a full car of diesel. And he can come <laughs> to your house. So, if I need to send them. Very I have, a couple of, I have a couple of other things, Polly. Sorry, Davey oh, interrupted yeah, me. Sorry. That's okay. Um, the uh, awards nights on Monday night. Um, yes. Tickets are flying. Uh, it's We didn't expect this um, this many people to to uh, want to get involved. Um, and I know people sit and think that the arena holds 9,000 people. That's not the case for this event. 
uh, the stage has been put forward. So there's only a certain amount of tickets available. So if you want to go on Monday night, make sure, because this potentially could be a really big party. Um, but as we're not getting ahead ourselves at the minute. But if you want to go on Monday on Monday night, get your tickets sorted out because there's not going to be many left. And last but not least, um, well, that actually is it. Is that it? I think so. Okay, well, I'll do, one if you think, I'll do one if you think of it. Then, if, think of, if there's no one, then come back in. It's uh, an answer to Daryl Moore, who's asking any news on the pint for a pint. That's on me. I need to sort that out and get that finished because this this season's been a bit of a, a roller coaster, not just for not just for the Belfast Giants, the Belfast Giants fans, but us here at a view from the bridge and, and, and you know all the changes that have taken place and personal things as well but it's uh that'll be something that we'll we'll aim to complete early in the new season but keep please keep donating if you are donating please tweet us and we will chase that down um do you think what it was says no no okay uh i think well then we're gonna i think we're gonna have to, to wrap it up there you boys are on your way to nottingham is it on friday who's traveling friday or saturday saturday morning saturday morning yeah you, you coming into bristol says no, I'm coming into Birmingham, um, and Davey could potentially be picking us up as we lift through. But there's a mob opportunity. There might be um, the uh, there might be an earlier flight that we might be just getting there a lift over to it. But I'll I'll keep Davey updated about that anyway. But yeah, we're, we're going to go. We're going to have a couple of pints on Saturday night because I haven't had a drink this year um, at a hockey match. So. Um, well, how you was shit Murphy message and Seth needs us to book a table for afterwards. You did can't get one. It's typically it's you got a table at the minute. Can't Especially, get one. and definitely not there. Definitely not there. Can't get one. Definitely not there. Because um, I tried to set one up just, just in case, or book one just yeah. in case. But uh, I'm on, I've asked going to be on the reserve list, but it doesn't. It, you can get a table at half seven, but that's no good to us. Because I'll, I'll be watching the semi. Right. You might go on your own, but I'm watching the next semi final. But the uh, yeah, give give Murph a shout. He was a, a bit of a chat off the record afterwards. He said, "But you uh, asking when you guys were going, so worth meeting up." Just I've just had a text from Michael Barr. Oh yeah, um, Bonjour. And, Bonjour. Um, as I say, Karen was was ill. She was in hospital. I didn't say that she was in hospital. Okay. Uh, but it's just let us know that she's home now. She got home today. Fabulous, fabulous news. <clears throat> good for here. good for Karen. Not so great for Michael, but no. <laughs> lots of love to us both. Yes, yeah, that's live. That's live uh, podcast for you. We can bring that news as it happens. <laughs> but I'm I'm more interested because I'm I'm going to live vicariously through through Twitter this uh, this weekend. I'm more interested where you're going to go for that pint. Says is it going to be the Salt Box or Bunkers or, or somewhere gotta else? Bunkers. It's got to be Bunkers, mate. Don't it? Bunkers. We'll be going somewhere where we don't have to pay to get in. That's for I sure. I know. We have to pay the Bunkers. No, salt the salt box. box you have to pay to get in. No, you don't. You do. I'm not paying anywhere to get in for a pint. I'll bring a carry out and sit out the front. <laughs> the old-fashioned crick, crick, like, we'll, like the we'll cricks. be at the pitcher and piano. Says yeah, I'll be there. Be. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Fabulous. Well, uh, listen, I'm very jealous. I wish I was with you boys. It's, a, it's going to be a difficult weekend, knowing that. What what could be on the line for the Belfast Giants and keeping keeping track of what's going on and um, but uh, I know you still have a good time nonetheless. Um, big thanks to Tyler Beskarawani. Big thanks to Aaron Murphy for joining us. Um, thanks to you two gents as always for for your input and the videos and the stuff like that. The game, the only game we care about at this moment in time, three p.m. 
on Saturday at the NIC. The Belfast Giants, once again, are on the verge of something very special. Uh, the first hurdle to reach that is the Dundee Stars on Saturday, and we'll see where we go from there. You can get us at, at AVFTV on Twitter, on Facebook, YouTube, uh, kingdomofthegiants.com, and on all your normal podcast platforms. Thank you very much, boys. Thank you, Patrick, David. And uh, wherever you are this weekend, be it in Nottingham, be it at home, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We hope the Belfast Giants enjoy theirs. We hope they bring it home. And we'll catch you here next week on A View from the Bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.